name is Juan Vitas. I'm the founder and host of Winning on Wednesday, a virtual network platform that brings together between 50 to 80 members weekly to share ideas, discuss their business plans, and to get to know each other. Wow encouraged the buildings of relationship before doing business. As I often say, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And today we have Eric Michael as our guest. I would like to welcome um, welcome to our show today. Hello, Eric. How are you? Hi, Juan. Thank you very much. Good, good. And listen, I'd like to start off with, uh, usually I start off with all our meetings to, you know, before we find out what we do, we want to find out where, how you got to where you are and how we start is, and let's start with your parents. Let's start with what your parents did for a living and let's see how they, um, you know, let's start with that. Sure. Um, well, my, my mother was a, was a stay-at-home mom. Um, I, I guess for, for, from when I was born until, you know, when I was, you know, long gone from the house, she, um, she didn't work outside the house. So she, you know, she just took care of the family and took care of the house. My dad, for as long as I can remember, was a real estate broker, you know, at first working in another office, and then he opened his, his own office. And you know, I spent a lot of time with my dad when I was a kid. And, you know, one of the things that he would do, um, you know, when he got a good listing, you know, for a house for sale that came in that needed work and was a good price, and it looked like a good deal. Um, you know, a lot of times he would, you know, he would buy those and he would fix them up himself, you know, after hours. So he would, you know, during the day he would work in his real estate office after hours, he would work, he would go uh, to a building that he purchased and he would fix it up because he, you know, he was very handy. So, you know, I, I'm like eight to 12 years old around that time frame. And I'd go with him and, you know, I would help him fix these, these buildings up. And, you know, like I learned how to use all these various tools that I learned, you know, how to, how to tell what's wrong with what, what's causing a problem in a, in a piece of property and how you, how you can fix it. You know, and I, you know, I learned, uh, I learned from, from the way he did it, you know, how to, how to troubleshoot problems and take care of them. And, and, and you know what this is all about. And, and, um, it, they always say it's always good to bring your child to work because they get exposed, you know, about the experiences. Yeah. And this is exactly what happened. Um, and you know, that our, our parents, you know, have good values and they expose us to things here to teach us and educate us. And sometimes by doing this, it often kind of instills with us. And I know that my, I started working at a, a very early age. And when I was 14, my father put me uh, to work. I was busting tables at the 14. And since then, I didn't like it, I'll be honest with you. But it, it kind of instilled like good uh, values in, in me, good ethic, work ethics, you know? Yeah. And uh, and I, I think that's, uh, I attribute that to our parents, that, that they pass on those good work ethics and values on to us. Yeah. And you, you don't know how many times I'm doing something and... I think back to, to, oh my, you know, this, this was something my, you know, like using a certain tool or, uh, you know, implementing a particular type of fix. You know, I remember my dad, you know, like what he would say and like, that's, you know, it's in my mind as, as I'm doing it. And I just, I hear him to this day telling me how to, you know, giving me the instructions. That's a, that's amazing. That's yeah. uh, truly amazing. Um, and tell us when you were a child, what did you grow, uh, what did you want to become when you wanted to grow up? You know, um, I, I guess the, uh, the earliest uh, concrete thing that I ever wanted to do was uh, to become a lawyer, um, you know, to do trial work. So, you know, that that sort of just came from watching courtroom drama TV shows. And, you know, I, it, it looked, it looked was... exciting and interesting. And I, you know, I, I had a, I, you know, one of my skills is being able to put together arguments. And I looked at that and I'm like, oh, that looks like something that I would enjoy and that I would be good at. 
So, you know, that's something that I, that I always, you know, that's, that's probably the first concrete thing that I, that I formulated as something I wanted to do. So, uh, so watching the LA law was like, kind of like a hobby of yours, would you say? <laughs> <laughs> would you say? Like, you know, it was just... more, more of the Perry Mason and Matlock. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Got it. But you know, say, you know, same thing. It's, you know, watching, you know, basically watching someone piece together a case, mm. you know, it, it, you know, the, the process of, of, you know, starting out with a set of facts and figuring out what happened and then convincing others that, you know, you know, what you believe happened is what happened, you know, like, give, you know, presenting the argument to others and convincing them that you're right. Right. And did you um, um, have any other like uh, interested at that time, any role models or anybody that, that, that you know, kind of like stood out to you? You know, um, I, yeah, you know, it's funny. I was I was recently thinking about this. And, you know, I, I was, I guess the, the, the U.S. founding fathers are, are a group of people that I always, you know, sort of admired. And I recently remembered that my childhood dresser set on the, on the inside bottom surface had like an image of the Declaration of Independence, the Liberty Bell, you know, the, the like the, the Constitution, you know, so the, like, the, these things were subliminal messages, you know, from even from the furniture in my room, um, you know, and I, you know, I, so I, the, the U.S. founding fathers were, were a group of people I thought were, um, they were a, a unique group at a unique point in time that put together something, uh, you know, amazing and lasting. Um, you know, those are those are. I think those are people that I, uh, you know, if I had any role models, it would be them. Uh, you know, I, I saw Hamilton on uh, Broadway, and I got to tell you, it, it was the best. Uh, but uh, yeah, now I see it. Uh, you know that you your hobby since you were so entrenched with like the you know with the history of of the founding fathers and all that stuff. It, it naturally you went into law. It just it like I, I can see it now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. you can see why your your interest ended up to where you are where you are in law. Um. So 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 tell us. So do you do, do you practice the, the, your degree in or what you studied in? So um, somewhat. So I did go um to law school. Graduated. Practiced law for about a dozen years. Um. So I did. You know, I actually did what I set out to do. And then, um, you know, a, a sort of a unique set of circumstances converged. You know, I had a, a family member wanted me to help get involved and rehabilitate some real estate holdings because re real estate's been in my family, you know, for a while. You know, not, not just my dad was a real estate broker. You know, my uncle was, you know, they both bought and sold properties. So, you know, a family member came and said, hey, you know, I, I could use some help with um, rehabilitating property because I knew physically how to deal with things and I knew legally and administratively how to deal with things. So, you know, he was asking me this for a number of years and then, you know, came a time when I was going to leave the firm that I was in. And, you know, before I decided to, you know, go to another firm, I figured, let me, you know, do this, you know, task for the family. And, you know, so I got involved in that and, it lasted for a number of years and I learned a new skill that was marketable, you know, and then after a while I, I began marketing the, you know, the, you know, the managing of buildings to third parties, not just, you know, family owned properties. And one thing led to another, I stayed in, in that business. Um, 
opened up my own property management firm. And I've been doing that ever since. And, and you know, within the past year, I, I passed the, the point where I've now been doing property management longer than I practiced law. So now I've been doing property management now for 13 years. I practiced law for 12. Um, but even now, while I'm, you know, when I'm managing properties, I still use, uh, you know, my legal knowledge. You know, there, there are a lot of instances, you know, we can go over specifics, but I'll just tell you that there are many instances where I may have to deal with an insurance policy battle or, you know, dealing with building documents for co-ops and condos and interpreting them and figuring out, you know, who the responsible party is to pay for things. And, you know, it, it enables me to come up with the answer without always having to consult with an outside attorney. And if we do need an outside attorney, it enables me to be able to communicate with them the way they communicate. And I can package the issue to them in a way that they understand. And it makes it a, a, a lot more efficient in you know, getting, getting results for my client, both in getting better results and in getting those results in a more cost-effective way. Yeah. I, uh, I have to tell you, when it comes down to the law, uh, you definitely need somebody to interpret that because uh, it, it's just like trying to, you know, trying to figure it out. I was like, I don't know this language, you know what I mean? So yeah. you definitely need an interpreter uh, for the law in that case. So definitely somebody like you. But the fact is that uh, you have a certain skill set that, you know, it can apply to um a deal that it's just uh, uh, it's great because as a property manager now that you have the experience and knowledge it's 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 a win-win you know battle so that i wouldn't be surprised that a lot of people you know wouldn't be using you you know what i mean it's because you have a certain still skill set that it's already comes in with a package deal it's yeah, a, so it's know, like a whole package deal you like you know what i'm saying yeah when you know when i tell you know potential clients um and I didn't used to. And someone someone told me a few years ago, they're like, listen, you need to tell people this when you know, when you're talking to a potential client. And I started doing that. And yep. every single one of them, you know, is is like, wow, you know, that's that's great. You know, it, it that's a that's a, a big positive, you well, know, in you know, in choosing someone to manage your buildings because it, if, if they know the law, it, it makes things a whole lot better. And 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 you know what? It goes back to what I say all the time. You know, you hear me say this all the time. People do business with people they like, trust, and know. It's that simple. You really got to get to know people and trust them, and then you know the business will come. Yeah. And 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 what you're doing right now, and by immediately telling people that you were a lawyer, it brings instant value because not everybody could, you know, not everybody could go to law school, and not everybody that goes to law school passes the bar association. So it's a really you know, uh, I mean, it's a bar, should I say. It's a, it's a really tough uh, journey that not, not everybody could do it, but you've done it. And you have the experience and the knowledge and you already have, have the skill set already for that. So that it brings in instant, like immediate value. So when you go to a deal on a table, it's like immediate value. Um, I'll use for me, for example, like, you know, I ran for public office. I ran for New York State Assembly. Right. And people that don't know me, okay, uh, right off the bat, uh, they, you know, you you know, you me and a stranger, you don't know them. But when when I tell them that I ran for state office, their tone, their tone, and the conversation changes to like what you just said. Wow, they want to know. They they get intrigued. They want to learn more. You're yep. basically selling the sizzle. So what you're doing is just telling people uh, value that they they want to know more. I was like, why why did you? not become a lawyer anymore like uh, like you know you went through this all this journey all this study and then all of a sudden 
you, and you spend all this money, go to law school, and now you're not a lawyer. It's like, wow, like people want to know the story like behind yeah. that. And actually that brings in more value. And uh, that's great. Wow. Like uh, I, I'm, I'm Eric, every time I talk to you, man, I I'm like, you wow me every time. And, and you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm a little biased because I know Eric, we talk all the time, but I discover every time when we talk, every time I discover something new and you wow me away every time. It's like, I'm wowed. I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> Thank but that's, you, that's, that's, that's amazing. But tell us about when you decided to go on your own, um, were you scared or nervous? Not, not scared or nervous. Um, because, you know, when, when I went on my own, I had already been doing this for, you know, for family properties for right. a, a number of years. Um, so I knew, I knew I had the skill. I, I guess the biggest issue that I had was I was concerned about how I would generate clients, like how I would communicate to others. You know, how, how would I get in front of the people who needed to hire property managers, you know, and, and there's a very small universe of people hiring property managers. You, you're either an owner of, um, investment property, you know, rental property, or you're a board member on a, for a co-op or a condo. And, you know, it's a very small percentage of the population. And then you figure what percentage of those people are actively looking for a new manager. So it's a very small universe. So, you know, that that concerned me. Um, so I knew it was going to be a slow growth business, um, you know, but, we, you know, we I, I guess I, I knew that I had as a base, right, the the family property that I was dealing with and that was generating a living. Um, so I knew that I could you know, work on building third-party clients slowly because that's how this, this business grows. Um, but, you know, that, I guess that's, that's, that was a concern. You know, how would I get in front of, of other people? And I, I guess I've gotten better at it because I'm getting a lot more uh, inquiries now than I did when I first started out. But, you know, it's, it, it's a process of planting seeds with, with a lot of different people. You need to cast a wide net let everyone know what you're doing, you know, speak to a lot of people like I speak to you, you know, just basically tell them what I do and how I do it and what my, you know, my work style and philosophy is. And eventually it makes its way to the right people and we make a connection. So. Wow. That's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm wow. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, I'm trying to take, I'm trying to process this and slowly process all this information. I'm like, wow, this has just been great. Um, you know, we, we come to this point now, uh, the meeting that I call the golden nugget. Okay. Uh, this is where we leave the, a, a valuable piece of information that can help businesses and help uh, other business people become better business persons. Um, is there any uh, piece of information that you could leave behind? Um, you know, I, I guess what I'll, what I'll pick to highlight is something that and I just told this to an, an intern. I had, I had a, a summer intern that I was, you know, trying to trying to coach not only to, to how to do the work for me over the summer, but you know, trying to give them some value also to walk away with something. So the, I, I guess the best piece of professional advice is what I'll that I've ever gotten is what I'll highlight. And when I was working at the first firm that I worked at after law school. And I was very green, didn't know what I was doing, um, you know, and, and first professional job where, you know, a lot of expectations were put on you. Um, 
you know, I had to draft a research memo for one of the partners in the firm. And I delivered, you know, after I was done with the memo, I delivered it to him and he reviewed it. And, and then he gave me feedback. And, and one of the things he said, I'm going to paraphrase because I, I can't remember exactly how he said it now, you know, 25 years ago or so. Um, but what essentially what he said was that whenever I, I deliver a work product to him or to anyone, I should do it in a way that I'm assuming that no one else is going to be reviewing it before it is used by the client or sent to court, you know, uh, basically, uh, you know, to act like you're the last set of eyes on something that you're it. No one else is going to correct any mistakes that you made. No one is going to make it better. You're the last stop before it's put to use. Um, you know, and I, you know, I remember that and I, I do my best whenever I work on something to make, put it in a condition where no one can make it better. You know, obviously, there's always room for improvement, right? You know, you know you're never going to have a perfect uh, product uh, produced. But if you have as your, you know, your goal when you're working on anything, it doesn't even matter what it is. It could be a, a professional task. It be, could be something that you're doing at home you know, for yourself, any task that I do, you know, I make sure that when I'm done doing it, I have, I have given my best and I've brought it to a position where I don't think anyone else can make it better. And if you have that attitude, I think you're always going to produce a high quality work product. And I think any client that you work for or any boss that you work for, if you keep that as the way that you conduct yourself, I think you're always going to produce results that people are going to be, um, um, you know, happy that you, you know, they're, 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 they're going to get value from your results. And if they get value from your results, um, you know, then that means that you're going to advance and do better and be more successful. So that's that's the best piece of professional advice I ever got. Well, wow, that's been great. That's wow. Again, um, I'm blown away. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that. That's been great, and 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 it's really important, as you say, communication and um, and not to waste time. And and I always say in, in in marketing when we try to get the message, we I tell people explain it to like you were like a five year old, or uh, because you got to remember. There's two types of audience that uh, you got to make it really simple and get to the point. And um, and and to your to your to your point, you have to make it uh, make sure you, it's the last letter <laughs> that you send to make sure that that's the last one that it will get resolved. So try to send it as that we were trying to resolve an issue and be the last letter so that you don't want to receive one. So that's that's a yeah. good way, good good angle to. I never thought about that. Yeah, that's really know, interesting. What, yeah, what what client wants to get your work product and then correct it and make it better, right? Yeah. And send it back. And, you know, like what do they need you for then? Yeah, and, and right. you're absolutely right, and it devalues you when you um, have a um, spelling mistake or or missing, you know, something like that. It just devalues you. So I strongly use because listen, my thing is I wasn't born in this country. I tell people I was born in El Salvador, and English was not my first language. So I'm always conscious of. Yeah, my you you could have fooled me once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you know. So English is, uh, it, you know, it, it, it's I'm always self conscious of my writing. So right. I, uh, you know, thank God for technology and thank God for AI 
Um, I use a program called Grammarly. And I have to tell you, Grammarly is like a your English teacher that corrects everything. So before Grammarly, believe it or not, I used to send uh, important emails or important documents to some of my friends to, to look it over, to right. like a second pair of eyes. Hey, hey, uh, Eric, what do you think about this letter? What do you think about this uh, email? Do you think this is good? Does it sound professional? You always want to, you know, ask uh, your friend or, or somebody, a professional that is you know, that knows no more than you. In my case, I had a, a friend who was an editor. So he would quickly, you know, would correct it for me. But now uh, he's he's I left him alone and I have Grammarly. So, you know, <laughs> and they right. do their they do their work for me. But wow, that's just been uh, incredible. Um, and, and tell us, uh, you do you belong to any uh, organizations or anything that uh, has helped your business grow? You know, I I belong to a few um, landlord organizations in New York. Um, you know, they basically they're um you know uh, groups of uh, of uh, landlords um you know that get together and you know there's a there's a formal structure to it and you know the, those organizations do things like um analyze new laws and regulations that affect property um you know they they distribute you know summaries of new laws they'll have seminars you know so they'll have you know attorneys at some of the firms that represent property owners and you know those attorneys will be on a panel hosted by these organizations and you know they'll they'll give their explanation um of what some new property related law means and what its impact will be and you know what the practical effect will be um you know, and whenever they put those on, I, I attend them, you know, because, uh, you know, what I do is manage buildings and I need to know what the regulations are, you know. So, you know, that's another area where having the legal background helps out because I can go to these seminars where I have other attorneys analyzing, you know, the law and, and presenting it. And even though they present it in a way that's accessible to non-lawyers, it's always easier for a lawyer to understand what another lawyer is saying. Um you know, so you know, by by attending these seminars that they put on, I, I keep myself um, knowledgeable about the, the current state of, of the laws that affect properties. And that helps my clients. And eventually, because it helps my clients, it helps my business. You know, and it's amazing that you still, I mean, that you still do not practice, that you still, you know, that the law, you know, you still... In other words, you can't take the law out of you. It's no. still in you. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you can't take the law out of you. It's still in you. And that you still go to these. This is truly amazing. And you see, that's another value, that you're up to date with the laws and you're not a lawyer anymore. But the fact is that you're property manager now. That should bring even more value and more reason to work with you because you're up to date with the codes of building codes and you know how to dot your eyes and, and you know cross your t's and that my friend should it should be a no-brainer for uh for people who who are looking for a building manager you know what i mean uh, listen I, I i need you to speak to all of my potential clients <laughs> <laughs> hello wake up use them it's a no-brainer <laughs> you know why are you gonna hire because you, you see what i'm saying and in the other is that somebody would hire a property manager and then they would hire an attorney, you know, and, and, right. and in your case, you're getting the bang for your buck. It says, hey, you could save a lot of money just by using Eric. I'm just saying, you know, uh, you know, that just putting it out there for in the universe so that people can understand it and, and know the importance of, of using um, Atlas. 
of property Thank management. You. No, no worries. And and listen, and tell us something about um uh, the uh, you've come to Wow to the Wow Networking Group. Right. Um, have you tell us about some of the, some of experiences you've had with Wow? You know, I I um I I probably was a regular member um well not member but a regular uh, attendee for I don't know a good eight months. I, I I've missed a, a number, but um. So the, what I can say is there there are a lot of very interesting people in a wide range of professions and fields. Um, you know, I, I probably the the most significant result of my attending is you know that I'm working with you now um, doing uh, some SEO work. Um, yeah, so that's, that's probably my strongest lasting. Um, you know, relationship and impact of, of attending WOW meetings. Um, you know, but I also, you know, I met other people, you know, and, you know, typically I, when I meet people at these events, it's usually someone that, um, you know, provides a service that I may eventually use for one of my buildings. So, you know, you usually come to these and I wind up meeting people that I might hire rather than people who would hire me. Um, you know, and I've I've met a number of people in a number of different fields that I have used. You know, for to, to provide service to buildings. So, um, you know, it's I've I've gained value not only to help my business, which you're doing, um, but also to help my clients by you know finding service providers for them. Wow. You know, and you know, and I guess I, I met another person there that's helping with um, you know some uh, pro- promotional material for me. Ah. Yes, you know, yes. So yeah, because uh, there's so many people that come. I, I mean, I remember one time being uh, on one of these meetings, and there was like, correct me if I'm wrong. I think one time it was like 85 people or so. Yeah, 84. The most we had was 84 yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. So was, you know, and I, I was I was at that meeting, and it was you know like it was a I, I, you kept on seeing the number of participants tick up and up and up. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. remember you saying, "Oh, I, you're like, oh, everyone, hey, we got 60 members now," and then two minutes later, it's like 65. <laughs> you know yeah it's a beauty and you know that's the beauty about uh getting to you, you get to expose to so many people in in, in one hour you know and and we're very fast very quick yes and then i always say people it's like similar like speed dating uh where can you go and meet 12 brand new business owners or strangers that you could possibly potentially do business you know yeah yeah and and that's uh, the beauty of wow so no, that's great. And tell us about your services now. Um, you know the what you offer. Um, I, I I know what you do because obviously I did the website and and the, I'm doing the marketing for you. But right, uh, right. tell 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 listeners what what you do for a living now. So look, the 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 bottom line is we provide full service property management um, to residential buildings, and you know those residential buildings could be rentals, co ops, and condos. Um, and you know by full service management, you know that's essentially the physical management of buildings, which is probably what everyone thinks of when they think of a property manager. They probably picture someone like with a plunger in their hand and a tool belt, um, you know, fixing physical issues. But, you know, so a property manager has to deal with all the physical issues of the building, um, all the all the financial issues of the building. So, we, we you know, we collect all the money, we pay all the bills, um, all the administrative issues, you know, so we make sure that the building is in compliance with all of the rules and regulations that affect uh, property. Um, we make sure that we file everything that needs to be filed and we get all the inspections that, that need to be got. Um, you know, and then we, we take care of all the, the legal management. So if there are any violations or 
lawsuits invo involving the building, you know, an eviction proceeding, you know, or any other type of uh, of um, of legal uh, proceeding, you know, we ha we have to manage that process. Um, and there's a lot that goes into each one of these. You know, it's there's a whole lot more than what you might picture on the surface. Um, you know, so the, you know that I think that's that's full service is is those four categories: the the physical, the financial, administrative, and legal. Um, and you know, we we manage um, properties from what I call an owner's perspective, and it you know comes from how I got my start. Right, I got I got started you know, managing family owned properties. So, you know, when you're managing something that you own, you're, you're going to put more time into thinking up the solution to a problem. Um, and you're not necessarily going to say, yeah, you know, a problem came up, let me throw money at it, right? An owner is going to put thought into it and come up with, you know, a, a more efficient solution to things. So we bring that owner's perspective to our management style, and we treat all of the buildings that we manage um, as though we own them, right? So we manage, we you know, we manage as though we're an owner rather than as though we're a manager for hire. So even though we are managers for hire, that's not how we manage our buildings. We manage the buildings as though we own them, and it takes more time. I think upfront it takes more time, but I think in the in the long run it actually saves us time because. You know, by putting in that extra effort to come up with a more efficient solution, I think the solutions are also more effective. Um, so I put more time, you know, troubleshooting and coming up with a solution, but the solution is is lasting. And, you know, I think in the long run, I spend less time overall by doing this. And it also serves the client better because they get, you know, they get, you know, a more effective and, you know, solution at typically a lower cost. Um, you know, because that's how, you know, that's how an owner would, would solve the problem. You know, they, they've got to, you know, balance, you know, effectiveness with cost. And that's what we do. We don't, we don't, you know, we, we, we don't spend our clients money lightly because an owner wouldn't. So we don't. Wow. So that's, that's, that's how, that's our, that's our philosophy. It, it serves us well. And I think our clients appreciate it. Well, I have to say, wow about that. Um, and really, I really truly mean that in, in, in a sense, because, you, I mean, the experience that you have, uh, Eric, since you were young, since your father had taught you, passed on the knowledge on to you, uh, you know, through the real estate business and all your life dealing with real estate and then, you know, going into law, into your hobby and doing and then becoming a lawyer and, and, and having that background and your experience and, and, you know, putting this all together, it's like a no-brainer. It's like I'm surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if people when use you. Like it's like it's a wow. It's it's a wow factor, I think, because you you have it all. You know, you're exactly what people need at the moment. And and I think in in this world we need people that care. I think it down it comes down to people that care and do the right thing and say what they do because we live in a strange world now that you know we value on our actions and what we do and in our experience and uh eric i've gotten to know you uh you know and, and i know you're a customer client but you're also a friend and I i'm always blown away every time i talk to you it's just it's truly amazing and, and i just want to thank you for for uh for coming today it's just been truly remarkable 
And uh, tell us, uh, what, what is the best way to, to, to contact you? Well, well, first of all, thank you very much for those kind words. Uh, feeling is mutual. Um, best way to contact me. Um, so the, our website is www.atlasnyc.com. Uh, my personal email address is eric, E-R-I-C, at atlasnyc.com. And our office number, um, which, I, which is a great number and is my father's old real estate office line, and it's a, it's a specialty number. The office line is 718-768-8888. Very easy to remember, although nowadays people just click on a link on their phone. But, you know, for, for, the, uh, for the older generation, it's a, it's a you know it's a it's a sign of an established business so the, the number is 718-768-8888 okay well thank you so much eric thank you for coming for our show and that's all for our episode for today for the wow podcast i hope you enjoyed it today our special guest as much as we enjoyed sharing it today and keep checking our channel for inspiring stories and discuss to help you and your business grow if you'd like to become a member of winning on wednesday simply visit winning scroll at the first time guest button and follow the directions and i hope to see you next in the next meeting take care eric thank you so much thank you one